Hello everybody, welcome back to the Freshman Fifteen Podcast. My name is Ben Schnapper. And I'm Colin Bass. Welcome back. How's it going? Come on, let's go. Let's go. Come on, guys. Colin, Colin. Oh my gosh, Ben, how's your week? <laughs> oh my, so fun to be back. It has been way too long. Binge, what's been keeping you busy? Well, if it were a first-time listener now, they'd be really confused. This is Binge talking, by the way. We have the microphones working. It only took about 34 minutes to figure out the microphones, about 23 minutes to figure out how to get into the audio booth. So this podcast is not just a few weeks in the making. It is a few hours of today into the making, but we are excited to be here. There's a lot to catch up on. Colin, come on. So much good. We are so glad to be back. It's been way too long. And I think we say this way too often, but we're going to make this a more consistent thing because we enjoy it. Um, It's Binge's not second to last semester. It's his fourth to last semester, which is just so good, so exciting. Such a great place to be. Um, Just to fill you in on Binge's life, for a while we thought, we all thought, we all prayed, we all hoped he wouldn't only stay three years, but that was what it was looking like for the last two and a half. Uh, but new endeavors have since led Binge to a fourth year, and I can't wait to see what this last chapter of a Cinderella year might have for Binge. A Cinderella year. Well, you started off with the boring stuff. Like, uh, I mean, yes, that's an update. That's the Huge decision update. I'm tracking towards. Um, but I didn't, like, it's not that big of a deal. I literally just made a decision, you know. <laughs> that's not that big of a deal. And if we're talking about big news since the last podcast... Um, I, I guess before we get to that, I will comment on that, Colin. Thank you. I'm excited to do a year four with you. And, uh, you know, the plan for now is to go back to school, to add information systems, learn a completely new major that I don't know how to code, that I've never tried before, never been good at, tried to program a robot in sixth grade, could not get it to do a figure eight to save my life. That's my only somewhat experience of what I'm going to be studying, a new technical skill that I'm learning besides Excel, which is something, you know, I'm very proficient at, as my hat says. Anyway, that's probably really confusing to the audience if you haven't seen my hat, but it's an awesome hat that says proficient in Microsoft Excel. Anyway, this is becoming a tangent, but excited to come back to school, finish strong, add a new major, spend time, continue to work on fun projects like this. Baylor is a special place. I'm excited. It's a decision I prayed about a lot. One that, you know, not official in the sense that I haven't signed anything officially, but that's where my head's at. And since you bring it up, Colin, I figured I'd comment on it. But again, as promised, there's a lot bigger news going on since the last time we went out here, since the last time we recorded. And beyond just making a decision, you made a big commitment of half a year to train to do one of the most remarkable feats known to man in Iron Man. And I stand here, or I sit here in front of you today by an Iron Man, Colin Bass. (laughs) Oh my goodness, the Iron Man. Um, What a fun, well, first of all, so excited Avengers is going to be back. And um, yeah, this isn't the last season, which is so sick. And yeah, so the Iron Man, the Iron Man was one heck of an adventure. 30 weeks of training in... uh, in just all the three different sports, swim, bike, and run. And I had so much fun doing so, but also got to learn so much along the way. And I think um, the memories of the finish and the memories of getting through that that uh, that day 
would not have been possible without Binge and him correlating the uh, like sending text to all the Avengers to come out and assembling cheer. the Avengers, <laughs> yeah, assembling them, but also just uh, inviting. Felt like the entire city of Waco. He might have might as well ask JP to put on his story or something. <laughs> uh, but there was a lot of so much um, good parts of the day. You got to see the family fly in and see uh, have them cheer along the way and signs throughout and really just getting to see people throughout the whole course um, got me through the race. And I think that Iron Man in a lot of different ways is, is kind of like a, an analogy for life. Like you're running mm. a race and it, it takes a lot um, to get to the finish line, but it takes even more to get you to that finish line. And you can't do it without the people around you. Um, and I don't think I would have been able to do anything that day without having the screaming faces up and down the hills, um, all the funny signs and all the hype every three miles it felt like on the run. Less than that, every mile almost. Um, but it was one heck of a journey. I think the biggest thing I learned along the way was the power of showing up. I talked about it on Instagram, talked about it a little bit on LinkedIn. Link's influencer um, over here. Watch out. But there's so much power in just continuously showing up. And I think... We've failed some of the time in showing up for this podcast, but it sh- it shows up in only di- in so many different areas of life. For s- for school, I mean, if you just show up to class and show up to just try to study once a week, you're going to probably at least get a B in the class. Um, and if you really do try, you'll get an A. Show up to work, you'll do the bare minimum, and you still get paid a lot of the time. Um, but when you put in that extra degree, that's what can get you to that next level. Mm-hmm. And I think for the Ironman, getting me across that finish line was just accumulation of just always showing up. And I think any big goal in life, you got to know what the finish line looks like. you got to know how to get there. And at the bare minimum, show up every single day. Um, but putting in that extra effort also allows you to get there mm-hmm. um, through a lot less uh, stress and a lot less um, overly working yourself. So there's just so much to learn throughout the Ironman. But um, one of the hardest things I've ever done and is so grateful to get across the finish line. And who knows if I'll do another one quite possibly. I mean, it's addicting, uh, almost like a little drug, but it's oh, wow. so fun. So could have done it without you, Benj. And uh, thanks for filling us in on the Iron Man. But fill us in on quite uh-huh. possibly. We have some follow-ups. There. Uh, we have okay, some follow-ups what? there. See, you you get this way. And, like, we'll be out in public, or especially – after the Iron Man, and you, you're such a good sport about it. But I know that deep down, you answer the same questions all the time about it. You know, how did, how long was the training? Um, you know, did you ever think you could do it? Questions like that. So I don't want to sit here and pepper you with the questions that you get to answer every single day or every single time you meet a stranger who follows Colin Bass with three S's on Instagram. You know, but you and you touched on it a little. You you said the biggest thing you learned was the power of showing up. But you mentioned the Iron Man being the culmination of a lot of different things, a lot of different people that invested you in you along the way, a very uh, detailed training program and the commitment to stick to it. But thinking beyond just the physical aspects of that, right? Like beyond just the swims in Lake Waco or beyond the runs or beyond the adrenaline. Talk us through like the discipline that something like that builds like how that affects the rest of your life, how you do things, whether that's school, whether that's spiritual, whether that's managing your general health. You know, how does a big commitment like this affect the other components of your life? That's a very good question. I think it's something I really haven't thought a lot about. But the first thing that comes to mind and what I really learned throughout was that you desire what you're devoted to. 
Meaning, when you're devoted to school, you begin to desire spending all your time studying and wanting to do your absolute best in school. For me, for a long time for the Ironman, my desire was to finish the race and become the best version of myself physically, but also mentally, and not letting um, like little things stand in my way. And I think now that it's over, I say it's almost like a drug, like it becomes almost addicting because you desire that devotion to athletics. You desire the devotion to that mindset. Um, and I think sometimes looking back, uh, when you switch your desires away from the different things that have a hold on you, I think sometimes going in a spiritual direction, we have uh, sometimes desires for sins and desires for struggles that we don't really want to let go of, mm-hmm. but we don't assign that desire to anything else. And so it has a hold on us. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I noticed was that whatever the, the unhealthy desires take desserts, for example, for a long time, ice cream was the, like the absolute biggest hole in my life. I would like I my mom, my mom, my, like a pretty good life. My whole family, we would have ice cream every single day when I was little. And it was like a huge part of like just dessert dinner you finish your dinner you get to have dessert um but i mean like for the longest time i needed cookies and cream ice cream to fall asleep like not really but like i mean just having that (laughs) to get there uh it's just kind of a funny thing but the more i've turned away from that desire to go assign it to um the iron man and and working in that direction of like hey not thinking of like i'm gonna i want to get rid of cookies and cream but i want to get better at this other thing it's Uh taken my thoughts and my desires away from this desire of desserts, this desire of whatever else yeah. is going on, and assigned it to my new addiction or my new thing that has a hold on my life in a healthier way yeah. is working out. Um, and so, like, really, like, your, your your desires begin to shift to whatever you're devoting yourself to. And so, kind of coming away from Ironman training, I've still kept up with a lot of the training, like, still going on a lot of runs. Um, swimming, not so much, because the cold water <laughs> in the middle of winter is so cold. But uh, still biking a bit as well. And it's been really cool to see that kind of play out in all my different aspects of life. And that, that mindset that was applied to working hard every single day, getting out and getting sw- getting sweaty, but also like not allowing the alarm to have a hold on you is also mm. applied to um, getting uncomfortable in whatever else that I don't really want to do, but I know is healthy. Mm-hmm. So. And it's like channeling a healthy addiction. I want to focus on that a little bit because you mentioned, you know, it's the good, wholesome example of growing up as a kid. You like ice cream. So the way to rectify that is to focus on the things that you should be doing. And, and generally, I think that's that's a good concept. And, and, you know, that's biblical, too. Like, don't keep your mind on things of the world. Think about the ultimate prize, the ultimate goal. And yeah. so it's this more general idea of when when you have a problem or something that's unhealthy, instead of beating yourself up for it, instead you focus on channeling that in a more healthy way by focusing on the solution. And and let me ask you this too, how you manage making sure that it's, it's not, and I, I don't want to keep using the word addiction, but it's a healthy commitment to yeah. go through this Ironman. How do you not compromise other facets of your life, right? Like you don't want to just become addicted to fitness. Like you hear things all the time. Like yeah. people, um, they, they start losing weight and then they just can't stop and they can't stop and it becomes a problem. Or people used to smoke and they stop smoking and then like they have this utter hatred in their heart, you know, towards people who smoke. So, so like, how do you, you how do you balance, you know, focus making a positive like the yeah. Iron Man, like a big commitment? How do you make sure that doesn't, you know, become too big of a commitment? Yeah, I think that there's uh, it can definitely get unhealthy very quickly. But I think for me, one of the biggest things was making it 
not only something that could serve me and my own goals, but allow other people to get to theirs. So, for example, I got to train with a couple of buddies from church who also did the Ironman, two other guys. And so allowing that to be a place of community and not a place of isolation helped a ton. Mm -hmm. But then also the workouts where you weren't like I wasn't able to be surrounded by these guys, making them either productive through listening to podcasts like spiritual books, whatever else um, on on the bike and on the run um, or allowing them to be like almost a time of prayer and reflection. Mm -hmm. Um, Like obviously when you're running and you're biking or something, you can't be praying consistently, but you can like. Uh, like reset your posture to a place of openness um, so that that time is not just a, a time of empty thoughts but more mm-hmm. of a time of like um, like purposeful silence mm-hmm. and so it can definitely become the addiction but also like having the checks of like community within that but also allowing yourself I mean yeah. there were also days where I like didn't align my uh align the silence to what it needed to be but a, a majority of time having that outlook of like hey this this time is not just to serve myself but also can be productive even though it's silent mm-hmm. so. I like that too and you even mentioned beyond just the training when you're on the bike which you actually said was the hardest <laughs> part of the tribe like the the of the three pieces you said the bike was the hardest part. We said you're what? It's a hundred what? Sixteen miles? Hundred? Hundred twelve? Hundred twelve? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Lightweight. <laughs> uh, but you said uh, you know within that you have all this time, and so you're alone, and you know you you put on your suit, you put on your armor, but at the end of the day, that's really you out there on the bike, and those are your real emotions and thoughts, and so yeah. you're saying you know you're spending that time to actually reflect because it's the same laps over and over again especially the second time around the city on that bike and so you're Tough just kind of out there alone with your own thoughts but yeah you channel them in a healthy way and i think yeah and i think it can be you can also get lost like they say you hear like in sports but also in whatever in whatever whenever you're chasing in any type of dream like you hear that idea of like the demons they get in your head until you can't mm-hmm. do it um and that can definitely happen out in the course and also in the middle of training but um when you're out there and i think going back to the analogy of life when you're out there on the course you have to remember you're not alone. Like mm-hmm. you're alone, but you slow down the pace or you pick it up, you're going to pass somebody or you're going to be passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're out there with other people. And those people can be, they can have their head down. They can be looking at their own direction. They can want to crash their bike into you. Or, <laughs> Which did happen, <laughs> by the way. Or um, they can also be not only a competitor, but also like a, a companion out there. And so allowing that to be not only like, oh, I'm just trying to beat these people, but you're trying to finish the race with them. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. only half the people finish the race um, that day. And like just getting there with everyone else is the goal. Um, most people aren't trying to win it. Maybe mm-hmm. three people are trying to qualify for the Olympics or something out of the entire course. But the vast majority of us <laughs> just want to reach the finish line. Um, and I think that's the same thing is true for life. Like uh, some people are reaching out to be have those big goals of like maybe you want to be a millionaire. Maybe you want to be a monk. Maybe you want to be somewhere in between. Um, and those are pretty personal, personal things. Um, but as a whole, a lot of us are just trying to get to the end and to mm. uh, finish this life the way we want to finish it and allowing the Lord into it, but also there you go. not letting it, it to be this huge competition. And so not forgetting that, like, you're not alone out on the course, right. even though it's lonely. And that, that's you right now. Second Timothy 4.12, right? I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. That's you, man. And you you cross <laughs> oh the finish line and there's like, I don't know why, but of, of all the people not all the people because it's very hard to do an iron man but for the people who finished you know they'd go through the finish line it was a big deal they'd announce it on a microphone like this and then when colin cross for whatever reason they just launched these like firework thingies <laughs> into the air so there's a, a sick picture of colin you know I, I noticed the linkedin post is popping off too you're <laughs> legitimately a linkedin influencer but just to, to just to be a fan you know like you just feel that adrenaline in your body i can only imagine what it's like 
to be doing it, but that was fun. Got to run some parts of the race oh, with yeah. you, like some parts. I mean, maybe a few steps because you were <laughs> you didn't even slow down once. But it was it was just as cool to be on the other side of that as it was to cross the finish line. I, I really do mean that. So. Um, glad we got to talk about it. We'd had, we'd had some of our friends asking too, like, we want to hear more about Colin's feedback on it and, you know, some of his thoughts. So, um, hopefully for now that'll at least suffice, but you know, Colin is always happy to talk about it. He gets questions about it every (laughs) single day and he'd be happy to talk to you more about it. But I, again, I mean, just an amazing accomplishment. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, thank you for being out there the whole time. I think it was so special to see, um, not only you to like, be such a big part of it but to you to, to rally everyone else behind it um uh-huh. to make it a much bigger event than it than it needed to be but it, much <laughs> it was a big event, event. so <laughs> oh man you know you gotta assemble the avengers you know the idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could be part of something bigger to win the wars <laughs> we never could in the past and you know we, we started a group me we had north of 100 people and people showed up people showed out Oh, man, such a special day and one I'll never forget, um, tear-inducing just to think about it. But, um, dang, so special. So, Benj, thanks for asking about it. But let me let me fill in the audience what you've been oh, up to. Uh, but now that Benj I don't is, know where this is going. Now that Benj is coming back for a fourth year, he's <laughs> kind of, a, kind of a, a businessman and has taken over not only um, our fraternity but also the entire business school. Um, he is the president of Baylor's Hank Hammer School of Business. And uh, now that he is kind of like coming back for a fourth year, he's going to be a, a back-to-back president uh, for the business school. He's done so many amazing things, not only running our podcast account, but running the business school account. Oh, boy. And has so many big plans for the future. So I'd love <laughs> to touch on that. Then we'll get to you and your offer to be the kid. And we'll talk about the kid <laughs> oh here my in a gosh. second. Uh, but you... let's, let's talk about like what's been going on in uh, all the events of Binge. Right. Oh, we, I, I mean, I guess with you, you asking about the business school specifically, we do have an account right now at Bears of Business, not to be confused with at Benjamin Bass, which I hope you're following as well. But the social content has been lame lately. That's because a lot of my uh, attention has been on Bears of Business and some of the Instagram reels that we're doing. The idea is to get a behind-the-scenes look it what oh, it's no. really yeah yeah and so <laughs> i one thing i get to do all the time and i love is i meet with prospective students whether that's for students joining our programs or a lot of the times high schoolers and so that's sort of the goal is yes my friends here eat up some of the content but i think it'd be cool like if you're in high school because like you know think about how everything like you read all these buzzwords you read all these marketing materials but you kind of really just want to see what it's like to be in a day of the life as a student you know you're you're looking for that rainy day moment that colin bass had that brought him to baylor everyone's looking for that everyone wants to see themselves somewhere before they can actually feel like they're gonna belong there and so that's the goal is it's behind the scenes and so i mean what have we done we've done rating the team rooms and foster and given like real estate property tours of the team rooms and then we have now you know interviewed everyone on when it's okay to start celebrating christmas which when is that calling oh benj it depends um for me specifically yeah november 
Uh, yeah, mid late November. I'd say like, like right, right, right after, now. like right, like the, the Christmas tree goes up this weekend. As soon as we get out of ornaments this go on after Thanksgiving. Why would you leave the tree up without the ornaments? Because it's just a, it's not quite Advent yet. Okay, so I guess we have some work to do around the apartment when we get back home. The tree's gonna be set up, so just beware. Okay, wait, you already did that? It will be set up. Was that why I was asleep this morning? No, 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 it's not okay. up yet. Okay, got it. But yeah, that's what that's what I've been up to <laughs> with the business school stuff. We actually ran into our buddy, Nick Madencia, the <sighs> external vice president of Baylor University, one of the most influential people in the drone industry, Sheesh. according to the Houston Chronicle. And the next project, in case you were wondering, is getting an all-in-one-shot drone footage of inside the business school, you, like you've seen those ones on Twitter. They have a whole separate conversation about Twitter, how it's going downhill now. That would be another tangent, but we don't need to do that. But anyway, One there's day. tweets about, uh, sure, there's tweets of like going around baseball stadiums all in one shot, and the drone like flies through people's legs and like goes through different rooms and stuff. So anyway, 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 I I think you just you're just gonna have to see it for yourself. But I think it's gonna be really cool. But so much good happening, not only in the business school, but also, Ben, you got to fill them in. Um, I don't think they understand the power behind um, the hype you brought to I Am Football just a couple weeks ago. And kind of like the life, the life-changing moments of you <laughs> not only like humbling Adam Teft, but also you bringing our, our team to the playoff and showing the world what Fight Guy is all about. Can you just well, give us an insight well, to QB1? Well, there's a couple of things. And you, you mentioned football. I, I, I assume you're talking about football, right? Not pickleball. Ball, not the we'll get per- there. We'll okay, get we'll there. get we'll get there. Sorry if if you hear my phone blowing up, it's because uh, pickleball scouts have seen my Instagram story. I've got about sixteen DMs right now. Yeah, but- if we get sponsored by a pickleball company, don't be worried. Okay, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll just buy a pickleball team. That seems to be the th- that's what Tom Brady did. That's what I plan to do after uh, after I graduate. Is it really? No. <laughs> am I the Tom it might Brady? Have to be. Am I the Tom Brady of Baylor if I faked my retirement after three years? I don't know. Anyway, um. While on the, you're 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 done. Um, no, I'm dead. Well, while we're on the subject of quarterback, yeah, I got I had the privilege of serving as a quarterback this year on um, an intramural team for FICAI, and it was what you would probably call a meme team in the sense that you know it was it was guys with all kinds of different backgrounds, you know, smart students, uh, students who are involved in student government, you know, just students from all different types of walks of campus and no one really knew us for our ability to play football and you know I think we'd be the first to admit we might not have been the most talented team out there but no one played with more heart than we did and you know a big part of the story has just been proving people wrong last year was a really difficult year out there on the IM fields uh, I had to be a blocker for a quarterback, and not, whose name I won't name. Adam Teft. Yeah, and you know we we didn't necessarily see eye to eye on how we should run the offense. So I, I asked to be put on my own team this year, so I could be the quarterback. And I'm just really thankful for the teammates I was surrounded <laughs> by. I mean, the list goes on and on. Mason oh Hayne, just such an anchor on that offensive line, or. Jacob Duffer and the presence he was in the locker room. I mean, it was a special, special year. I think we proved a lot of people wrong, and uh, we taught a lot of people the importance of belief, you know. And I think, like, you know, to back to your point of the power of showing up, you know, we showed up every single Tuesday night at 10 p.m. 
and we were we were ready to play football. Not only that, but you, you were also not afraid to invite people in to rally those troops. Um, we we got to invite all the new Phi Kais in on it, and to see them just rally behind you out of the will of their own hearts was just so sick to see. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, the best part of it all. I mean, for those who aren't in Phi Kai and aren't uh, plugged into the Baylor circle here, Baylor bubble, the Baylor bubble. There is a a legend in Phi Kai for the um, player of the year, we like to call it, but also the not-so-player of the year, um, the kid <laughs> to be passed down. The kid is the guy who is – he's that kid. You know, he's out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of history on it. But Benj was offered to have the spot of the kid, this this coveted position within our fraternity. And because – I'll let him finish the story. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's an it was, it's an honor, right, anytime you're in the consideration for that. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like the know. Heisman. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in a way, it's like. But you know, I, the more I thought about it, I I thought you know I'm I'm following my own character arc here. You know, the hero's <laughs> journey you probably learned about in seventh grade. You know, the rising action and the the fall, and then you have to face your demons and you know come back. And you know, I think that was the storyline we followed this year and with our team and the playoffs. And, you know, I'm following my own journey. You know, I don't need to conform to someone else's. You know, Romans 12, 2, not be conformed by the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And so in that sense, I think, you know, it's probably best if I continue down my own path. Obviously, I've unfinished business from this past year. Bitter taste in our mouth from a from a heartbreaker in the playoffs. But, um uh yeah yeah i i think i i'm following my own journey the journey i've been called to follow and i don't think that conforms with anyone else's so i'm gonna <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to respectfully pass on that opportunity oh man the first time ever the award of the kid being passed along in the course of fight guy history uh it'll go down in the books and it's gonna go down in the course of baylor history Ben will have right. his plaque somewhere in the business school here in a couple of years um <laughs> uh, but one heck of a semester thus far we're all the way here it's Thanksgiving now, mm-hmm. and we couldn't be more grateful to be here, Ben. What's your hottest take that's gotten you thus far this semester? Hottest take? Oh, I didn't know that that's where that question was going. I think it's been a bigger, busier, crazier year than the last. And Maybe the one your biggest before. learning. Maybe not your hottest take. Hottest yeah. take, biggest learning. Um, I think, and we, we our whole last episode, way back when that was, was about you never having more time than you do now, but getting better at managing your time and your commitments. And I've learned to say no to a lot of things this year. And I I, I tell freshmen this all the time. Like when you first get in, you want to say yes, you want to try everything. We did a whole podcast on that. But uh, over over time, you're like, okay, these are like – I'm really bad at at saying no. Yeah. Yeah, continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to – Oh, no, no, no. Um, I I just had to think about that. I feel like you say no. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I think you kind of identify like these are the two or three or four things I'm really all in on and everything else is going to take less of a priority. And in some ways I'm busier than before, but in other ways I, I think I really manage my time a lot better and I am seeing a lot less stress in my life. Come on, come on. That's what about epic. you? Learn to say no. Um, yeah, I think I think for me, one of the biggest things I've learned, aside from like the power of showing up uh, and just like giving it your best every single day, um, is 
I guess another thing that I've also talked about it was also like the power of um, like the people around you and seeing like like not you can't do this life alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but also something I'm learning more and more is like the power of allowing your priority to be yourself mm. but selflessly um and so that means like going towards your own goals but allowing those goals to be an invitation to others um, like i said like for the training like inviting people into that and uh, like for the iron man inviting people into that and letting that be a place of community rather than isolation and whatever mm-hmm. else it is like you have we all have these big goals these big things we want to do whatever else it is um and allowing it to be this place that invites somebody else to uh, conquer their goals, but in a separate way. Uh, we can talk about it at a, at a different time, but I, I've been writing a lot recently and spending time and thoughts. Um, and other people aren't doing the same things, but they're studying. And so allowing that time to be in community of like, hey, I met this freshman who needed um, people to just study with. And like he wanted like the accountability of just showing up together mm-hmm. to work at, to sit across from each other on, on a, at a desk. And I was like, I can do that. And letting like whatever you're already doing, inviting someone else into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of like the power of an invitation, whether that be to church, whether that be to a Bible study, whether that be to a study session or a workout. Um, so much good can come from a simple invitation. And I think Baylor does that best. They invite us all to just apply for free. And it's kind of crazy to think about. That's mm-hmm. why most people are here. Just the power of that simple invitation of like, hey, just come check us out. Can't hurt. It's very powerful. Because um, it, what, al- what it also does is say, I'm confident enough in what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm so, I, I just love, I, I love where I'm at. And I want someone else to experience it with me. So whether that be mm-hmm. your school, whether that be your workout, whether it be whatever else, um, it allows someone else to get a different perspective on something. And just like the power of that simple invitation of like, hey, come check this out. Wow. Um, so that's another thing I've been learning a lot recently, and uh, you never know what uh, what you're gonna learn next. But that's awesome. I feel like that's a sneak peek of the book in some ways. I never even thought about the the free invitation to Baylor for a second. I thought you meant what? It's like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, but but I I okay. I see. What do you mean, though? Just, like, give it a shot. Throw in an application or an invite. You yeah, never know. one of the only free applications out there for a big R1 university. Man, <laughs> man, Colin. Well, sometimes I can't believe it's free that people get to listen to these thoughts. So that oh, said, man. we will wrap it up. It is good to be back. We are so proud of the Iron Man, and I, I feel weird telling you that right now because I see you every day. But, you know, it, just talking about it more was a good reflection of – what a big accomplishment that was and glad we got to document all kinds of buffoonery I am up to, but this was a good one and we appreciate you guys being with it so much. Again, this is Benj. And this is Bass. You guys have an amazing Thanksgiving. Don't forget to be thankful and also take a second to think about what is it you learned this semester? Mm, That's good. That's good. So reflect, be thankful. We're thankful for you and we will see you that Christmas tree up. Oh.